0: welcome to a special edition of fangs and folklore i'm your host matthew miller expert in all things monster paranormal and horror i am a horror writer from the swamps of dark murky haunted louisiana and it's my pleasure to welcome you to fangs and folklore my horrifying world please check out my books on amazon beginning with blood feud a punk rock vampire story That's volume one of the Gravediggers series. The Gravediggers are a punk rock band who keep running into all sorts of ridiculous, terrifying, and funny situations with monsters of all kinds. It's horror comedy, and it's super entertaining. Today I'm going to be reading an excerpt from my upcoming volume four of the Gravediggers series. It is called Paranoid, A Punk Rock Goblin Story. You of course need to read volumes one through three first to be up with the story, but I'm going to be reading an excerpt for you from volume four, which will be coming out any day now. Before I do that, I wanted to mention I found this this goblet. Uh, well, here in the the, uh, the the abandoned castle studio, Fangs and Folklore Studio, in the basement of the abandoned castle, uh, I've been finding some things. I found this candelabra, which helps with the lighting in here. I found this this gob goblet, kind of this. It's like a Like someone's skull. I found it up in this hidden room upstairs. I'm not so sure about it, but I thought I would do a quick wine review. I know that sounds a little incongruous and odd, but I am a wine aficionado. I love red wine, and I've been fortunate enough to have tasted some of the world's finest wine here and there, and I like finding good bargains. Wine that is not expensive, but is still very good and very drinkable. And don't laugh, but I found something here at Costco that I believe is worth a try. You know, Costco has their own house brand called Kirkland. And you might laugh, Kirkland wine, okay, how good could it be? It's the Kirkland Malbec 2020. It's very good, it's eminently drinkable. And uh, it's only like $6.99 or seven bucks around there per bottle at excellent value. And it's very, very good. It's very nice to drink if you like Malbec. It's very nice with Spanish food especially or South American cuisine, something like that. And I've taken the liberty of pouring myself a little glass here in the Skull Goblet here in Fangs and Folklore Studio, and I'm going to, yeah, on the nose, so I can detect some definite uh, cherry, some, uh, some black, dark black fruit, like uh, blackberries and black currants, along with just the slightest hint of mineral and oak on the nose. So what I'm going to do is have a sip here. Be sure to let it pass over your tongue, gargle a little bit even, to let it hit all the taste buds. It's really good. Definite cherry, dark cherry, black cherry I would say. Uh, some dark currant as well as some raspberry, blackberry in there. Definitely some definitely some oak. It's aged I think for I don't know, a year in, uh, in oak. And I can definitely detect the oak there. Uh, a slight acidity with uh, light to medium tannins, I would say. So it's really good. It's worth a try uh, if you're, if you're uh, willing to try uh, Kirkland wine. It really is a good value. I would highly recommend it for a cheap, uh, you know, daily drinker, nightly drinker. So, let's take a look at the excerpt from volume four of my series. Again, it's called, or going to be called as soon as it comes out, Paranoid, A Punk Rock Goblin Story. And we're going to read from a chapter where Paul You may be familiar with Paul the punk rocker from Volumes 1 through 3, and Mary, who's in his band also, The Gravediggers, are exploring an empty, uh, supposedly haunted, uh, former hospital and building. A strange smell wafted through the halls and rooms, a sour yet musty smell with a sulfur undertone. With the reeking odor came a wave of heavy, oppressive air that carried a feeling of great sadness, but also something sinister and malicious. "'This floor is like where dead bodies were?' asked Paul. "'Yeah, I think so. I read a little about it before we came. This floor was where they did the actual embalming and shit.' Paul replied, "'Shit, that's creepy. "'Oh, crap, look, there's still embalming tables in this room over here.' They walked into the large room and examined the metal tables. Almost as if the ghosts of the corpses who had lain there were watching and mocking them, a large cockroach skittered across one of the tables.' So much sickness, death, and carnage had left a sad and lonely emotional impression in that room, but there was a different, newer undertone of fear and perversion. "'What are the holes in the tables for?' asked Paul, feeling the holes with his fingers. "'What do you think? That's where the blood and shit drain from.' Paul whipped his hands back and dry-heaved. "'Look at these tools, knives, and wicked hooks and shit,' said Mary. She held up a metal tray full of embalming tools. "'Looks like a damn torture chamber.' pretty fucking punk. Actually, more metal. Mary, shut up! Look over there, hissed Paul. She turned her camera toward where Paul's was pointed. Her mouth dropped. On another embalming table, one of the trays was rising into the air slowly. One by one, the individual tools rose out of the tray and just hung suspended in the air. Take pics, Paul, quick, she said while she filmed the video. Paul snapped several photos, and since the night vision was on, there was no flash to interfere the two amateur ghost hunters heard their hearts pounding as they observed the tools defying physics hanging in the air held by unseen spectral hands. Were those hands the cold, bony hands of one of the yellow fever victims? Would those skeletal, rotten hands appear before their terrified eyes? After several moments, the knives and metal hooks turned slowly and pointed toward Paul and Mary. Christ, whispered Mary, that can't be good. A knife shot at her head and whizzed past, barely missing her, Let's get the fuck out of here, said Paul, no longer caring about whispering. They turned, and the door slammed shut. A metal embalming hook zoomed right past Paul's head. He grabbed Mary's arm and pulled them both to the ground. Here, behind this table, he shouted. They crawled behind the table and used it as a shield. All at once, the remaining dozen or so knives and embalming tools flew across the room and hit the table, clanging against it, then falling to the floor. They heard a maniacal giggle coming from a corner of the room. The door behind them opened, and a hunched, dark figure raced across the room, passed them, and disappeared into the hall. Intriguing? Scary? Got your attention? I hope so. If so, you'll definitely want to check out the Gravedigger series on Amazon. They're available right now, free if you have Kindle, Kindle Unlimited, cheap uh, on Kindle or in paperback, and good news, I'm recording them in audio format Uh, So that will be available with Amazon's Audible audiobooks. And that will, Volume 1 should be ready in about another two to three weeks. It'll be ready. So uh, thank you for listening to this special standalone edition of Fangs and Folklore. And as always, sleep well if you can.